Lord departed from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubims. And the cherubims lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. When they were out, the wheels were also beside them, and everyone stood at the door of these. Hi, thank you for tuning in to my podcast and my channel. Um, I'm giving a shout out to Shanghai. Uh, you're in our prayers. And also Ukraine, you're in our prayers, um, and of course all the other places in the world. But I do have some listeners, I believe, over in Shanghai, and I have some listeners, I think, in Russia, and I'm not sure about Ukraine. But uh, we are all praying for you uh, and those that are going through hardships. So. I want to put out this video before there's 10 other things happening. Uh, this is about the famines and then the war escalating. Of course, it's escalating to that third world war. Um, we've already pretty much declared we will win this war when the Secretary of State was just over in Ukraine. So Congressman Crow telling us we're not going to accept a quote stalemate. We're in it to win it. We're going to win. We're here till we get victory. Well, that raises the obvious question, what is winning? What is victory? How do we know when we've won? Well, Jason Crow didn't tell us. And neither, by the way, did Nancy Pelosi. She just said we're going to keep sending weapons to Ukraine, quote, until the fight is done. We believe that we are visiting you uh, to say thank you uh, for your fight for freedom, that we are on a frontier of freedom, and that your fight is a fight for everyone. And so our commitment is to be there for you until the fight. Expressing solidarity with the poor oppressed people of Ukraine. You probably didn't think you were signing up for this. Nancy Pelosi telling us we're in a war with a nuclear armed power with no clear end date. Seen that movie before? Oh, we just finished one after 20 years in Afghanistan. Will it look like that? This is an open-ended conflict, said Nancy Pelosi, just like the war on terror. And just in case you missed it, they all repeated that line. Here's your nightmare again. Adam Schiff in charge of the war against Russia. Watch. The whole freedom-loving world has an interest in the outcome of this war and ensuring that Ukraine is victorious. Uh, and we are determined to do everything in our power to make this so. Uh, we are proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with Ukraine and we will until the victory is won. These people are playing dress-up. They have no idea what they're talking about, and they don't care. They get to pretend to be statesmen for a day. But when Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi, again, people with a demonstrated years-long record of being willing to say anything for personal power, anything to improve the fortunes of their political party, when they're standing up with a foreign head of state saying, here's, a, here's an open check, you fill in the number, you got to wonder where this is going. We know where it could go. This is the most reckless foreign policy in our lifetimes, in American history. You are watching a group of decadent, in some cases senile leaders, casually dismiss the consequences of going to war with a nuclear-armed nation. Dismiss the consequences of nuclear war, like it's not even worth thinking about. But it is worth thinking about. They tell us daily Vladimir Putin is evil and insane, and that may well be true. But this same man has threatened to use nuclear weapons against the United States and Western Europe if this continues. And why don't we believe him? You may have missed this. The New York Times didn't seem to have time to cover it. But here's Russia's foreign minister just last week underscoring the point. 
Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov with a chilling warning. The risk of nuclear war is a real one. Speaking to state-run media, Lavrov said, quote, the danger is serious, it is real, it cannot be underestimated. He added that he did not want to see these risks of nuclear war, quote, artificially inflated. He does not see it as an artificially inflated sense. Risk, says Laz Lavrov. So what they're saying is we will use nuclear weapons against you and your allies if you don't back off. If, for example, this seems existential, like you're trying to overthrow our government. It's hardly defense of Russia to say that's a real possibility, and has been for quite some time. So it was two years ago that Vladimir Putin revised Russia's nuclear deterrent policy. Now, the new policy allows Russia to use nuclear weapons in response to a conventional strike. That means some sort of non-nuclear provocation. Now, in March, Russia's former president, Dmitry Medvedev, who sits on Russia's Security Council, reminded our country of this policy. He warned Joe Biden that Russia would indeed use nuclear weapons against the West in response to any, quote, act of aggression that is committed against Russia and its allies. Now, what would that look like? Would it include helping to shoot down a Russian transport plane carrying hundreds of Russian troops? The Pentagon has admitted doing that. You know have to be for Russia to see that as a pretty... The Lord told me last year, 2021, in about October, he said that uh, the word I got was about the flying scroll in Zechariah, and you can look at my video, and about the possibility of nuclear being in 2022. Now, when I got that word, there wasn't any talk of nuclear, and now there's just a lot of talk about nuclear. So, now when that happens, you know, we we are going to have to trust the Lord. Like, he is a, obviously, uh, I believe, he's going to be allowing us to go through a lot of things. Uh, but we have to trust the Lord. And um, based on, like, Dana Coverstone's dream about September, October, and our own thoughts, feelings, and the own way, the way the war is escalating. I mean, I'm thinking the possibility of nuclear is, is in the fall. But anyway, also, you know, I had that word about the surprise attack on NATO. I had that oh, quite a while ago, and that's still something that could be happening um, to escalate this further. Um, so. The plagues are upon us. We've had the plague of sickness. And... We have the plague of war now pending, and then we have the plague of famine. So in the Bible, the plagues of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord, are always the sword and the famine and illness. Um, now he, I believe, is moving and, and doing all these things. He's behind all these things to get people to turn to him because I believe we are in the last days. And you can watch my videos about how close I think we are. Uh, but I wanted to post a, a dream. So I had a dream in the night on May 3rd. So early in the morning on May 3rd. And it was about rioting and unruly people. And I was in a city instead of where I am now, which is more of a rural place. Uh, but I was like, oh, the shots are like right there, you know, in the next neighborhood. And then there was a lot of unruly, unsavory people. And they were trying to get in my apartment and they were violating my space and my boundaries. And I think now that dream was about the Roe versus Wade leak. So uh, that's already already causing riots. I'm sure they leaked that to cause the riots. Um, 
but anyway, I was, I think that's what my dream about. I think it's also the escalation of everything. Cause we know if you watch my video on the people roaring, when the people roar, the cat crowds roar, the crowds, um, where the Jesus says, look up. So in the uh, correct translation in the Hebrew of that scripture is looking up. So you can watch my video on that. That scripture is Isaiah 17, 12 through 13. So the correct, we believe the correct translation in the Hebrew is, Woe, the roar of many peoples, like the noise of the roaring seas, and the rushing of nations as a rush, like many rushing waters. The nations like the rushing of many rushing waters. But rebuke it, and it flees far away, and is caused, chased as the chaff, of the mountains before the Lord and as a whirlwind before the windstorm. Now when I gave the talk on this, it was to rebuke and not be part of these rioting and protests and warring. Um, also, when people are fainting in fear was what is coming on the earth uh, in Luke 21, 25 through 28, there shall be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth anxieties of nations in perplexity, the roaring of the sea and waves, men fainting because of fear and apprehension from what is coming on the earth for the powers will be shaken and then you will see the son of Adam coming in the cloud with power and great esteem. And when these things begin to come to be, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. So if you want to watch my video on the roaring of the people with all the riots and crowds and people were uh, protesting with the COVID lockdowns and there's all so when we have more and more of these things uh, we need to look up because Jesus is coming in the clouds Yay! like um, the rest of this video is just a little bit about uh, the dream that one of our team members had about the impossible the Russian invasion on the 17th and how even though nothing apparently happened a lot of stuff is happening there's just so much stuff there's been attacks on our food processing plants 17 of them now in the a plane apparently crashed at a General Mills plant food plant in Covington Georgia six tractor trailers were reportedly on fire you're seeing pictures from the scene right now this is the second time in a week that something like this has happened on April 14th, the plane crashed into the Gem State Processing in East Idaho. What's going on here? Well, the story gets weirder. Food processing plants all over the country seem to be catching fire. A couple of days ago, a fire destroyed the headquarters of Azure Standard, one of the largest organic food distributors in the country. At the end of last month, a fire severely damaged a fresh onion packing facility in South Texas. In Oregon, a potato chip processing plant just reported a boiler explosion that sent workers to the hospital. Here's a news report on that. Eastern Oregon, where crews are battling a major fire at a potato chip processing plant. Air 12 flew over the scene at Shearer's Foods on Highway 207 in Hermiston. 
We're told the fire was caused by an explosion of a portable boiler there. Two people were taken to the hospital. So industrial accidents happen, of course, but this is a lot of industrial accidents at food processing facilities at the same time the president's warning us about food shortages. They're getting hit by planes and catching fire. What is going on here exactly? Jason Rance hosts a radio show in Seattle and joins us to put it into perspective. Jason, good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, obviously when something happens every so often, you obviously hope that there's no significant damage and certainly no one gets hurt, but you kind of write it off. It's not that big of a deal. Accidents happen. But when you've got well over a dozen food processing plants and warehouses getting destroyed or seriously damaged over just the last few weeks, at a time when the food supply is already vulnerable, it's obviously suspicious and it could lead to serious food shortages. That's why some folks are now wondering, well, number one, what's going on? And you've got some people speculating that this might be an intentional way to disrupt the food supply. Wait, so may I ask you to pause there really quick? Can I just ask you, I just want to nail this down so our, our viewers understand. There have been confirmed over a dozen disabling accidents at food plants in the last month, over a dozen. Absolutely, and we're talking about some really significant plants. The Taylor Farms facility in Salinas, California, was completely destroyed by a fire last week. We've had two major potato processing plants in Belfast, Maine, and Warden, Washington, that were completely gutted, which is happening at a time where we already have a potato shortage globally. You were talking about the onion supply at that Rio Fresh. But it's not just produce plants. Last month, there was a fire that took out a Nestle food plant out in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and that's impacting frozen food brands like Hot Pockets or Stouffer's, which maybe you might buy if you can't get fresh food from a warehouse that just exploded. And that Shearer's food facility you just mentioned in the open, I mean, that's the only West Coast facility that they operate. So there is some significant concern, of course, that this is going to impact the supply chain. Now, to be clear, the timing is very suspicious. It's obviously concerning. Police are saying that these fires are due to faulty issues with equipment, so they're not saying that this was intentional. Either way, it's obviously going to have some significant you know, implications in us getting our food. Yeah. I mean, an hour ago, a plane crashes into a General Mills facility. We'd already planned this segment. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. The onus is on people who think that's a conspiracy theory to explain what is going on. What are the odds of that? I have no idea. Jason Rance, I appreciate your report tonight. We will follow up. There was a huge fentanyl um, issue that caused now the trucks are being delayed over the border of Mexico. And I found out 90% of our um, produce comes from Mexico, 90%. So the trucks are getting delayed 10 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours at the border. And so a lot of the food is being ruined. So that just perpetuates this uh, the food shortages. So stay tuned to the rest of the video. Uh, there's just a couple other dreams I've had and a, uh, a little more news on food shortages. And then you can easily watch about the escalation of the war. I mean, uh, you know, it's we're in this war. <laughs> so. so I just went to insert my video I did last week. And of course, it's gone there was no sound so anyway in a nutshell I had a dream and this was a couple weeks ago that all these buildings were destroyed this was in the US and people had to go live in these like one-story um, camps like these these like 
kind of like FEMA, FEMA camps, you know, talked about FEMA camps. Um, and in the dream, they took everything from you, so you didn't have anything. And I had my Bible still, and I had $700 in cash. So I, I hid the $700 in cash in the back of the Bible, and I was hiding the Bible. So they were going about, you know, making sure everyone uh, didn't have anything, and they took all your rights, and there was a lot of us living there. But I had my $700 in my Bible, and it was at the end of the Bible. And I felt it was a significant dream because 700 in the Bible, in the, the lexicon, means making good on a promise, like a completion of something, um, something that's made good on. So I felt like the 700, and 7 is a great number anyway in the Bible, um, I felt like me having the money in the Bible, like putting all my value in the Word of God, uh, that I was going to be saved and I was going to be okay. So I wasn't worried about what was happening around me. Uh, I think the dream was a really clear symbol of that. So um, I hope that that encourages you that if you, you know, keep your value in the word and just the word that the Lord is going to make good on his promise and he is going to make sure what he gets us through to the end. That's what he promised to do. He promised to get us through to the end. And then the second thing I want to talk about was I had a dream on April 14th that we, there were food shortages in the U.S. So we know that because of the war in Ukraine, they're the third largest wheat supplier. We know there's going to be food shortages and famines. Um, but this was, I just went into a regular market, like a Safeway or a Bonds or a Harps or whatever, and it was all dark, and people weren't quite understanding yet that there was a shortage, They, but the power was out in, in the store, and people were still trying to shop, um, and then they realized power was out and they better get food. So people started frantically getting more food. Um, and I had that dream that was on, I'm pretty sure it was the day that the plane crashed into the General Mills uh, food processing plant. So that sparked my curiosity. And of course, uh, there was 12 um, at that time, but now there's 17 uh, food processing plants in the U.S. that have been either completely demolished or been damaged. So is that an attack? Is that an attack um, inside our country uh, from China, from Russia? Um, the dream our team member had was about the 17th. So that was around the same time. Um, there was also talk of the escalation of war around that time. So what I'm trying to say is sometimes if it wasn't a prophetic word that I put out, but it was a dream that someone had that has a good record of dreams, prophetic dreams. So sometimes it's not exactly clear, but we prophesy in part, we know in part, and that's why we warn people and we warn things. So uh, the food shortages are real. These uh, border, the Mexico uh, border crossings for their trucks are real. Uh, after the fentanyl they found in LA, and that was around the 17th as well. 
uh, crossing the border in California. It was such a huge bust that they are checking the trucks more now going across the border. So these are some of the things I wanted to talk about. Also, I was in a small city, but I had a demon uh, just about manifest before my eyes through someone. And that used to happen to me a lot in Venice Beach uh, in LA. But this, again, this whole idea of the light and dark, the light is going to get lighter and the dark is going to get darker. So you really have to pray about everything you do. You can't just assume you're going to be safe if you go traveling or assume you're going to be safe and the Lord's going to protect you. you. You need to ask him what to do because the demons unleashed in these end times are, um, it's going to be getting darker. So it's going to be, you know, more scary and those kind of things. And you want to stay protected with the Lord unless he's ordained you, you know, to be martyred or to be, um, in prison, you know, those who fall by the sword fall by the sword. Those who go into captivity will go into captivity. This is the time of the faith and perseverance of the saints, it says in Revelation. So anyway, I just want to encourage everyone uh, as we move into um, greater darkness and, uh, you know, food shortages and famines and wars and uh, maybe more plagues, uh, that the Lord is with us and he will get us through to the end. That's what he promises. That's what he says he'll do. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So um, I'll keep updating people on things that I think are important. I think this uh, ministry of truth is important that um, they're laying out. I think that's important to watch. Um, I think there's definitely going to be some uh, catalytic events coming up since we have an election coming up in the U.S. So I think that we need to be kind of on guard uh, for anything. So anyway, be encouraged that the Lord is coming quickly and let no man take your crown. That's what he said to me. Let no man take your crown. And that's spoken to the Church of Philadelphia, the one church out of the seven that we're watching, that we're watching and waiting for the Lord. And he says, hold fast and don't let anyone take your crown. So keep steady on the path of watching and waiting for the Lord to come and doing the preparations necessary so that he has room in your heart and in your life, uh, that he's taking the first priority in your life. All right, God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. Um, praise Jesus that he's coming soon, and uh, just, you know, prayers to all those suffering right now, and just come quickly, Lord. I think when we start to mess with the human race, you know, we kill all the babies with abortion, and we create, we want children uh, to not be the gender they were created to be, so they can't procreate. When we start messing genetically with uh, people, with um, animals, when we start having robots and alternate universes being more real than people or the Lord, when, the, when we mess with the human race, that's when the Lord has to come. So he's coming back and I'm super excited. Of my Messiah, the new Jerusalem.